You're listening to Out of the Box, a place for marketers to get inspired, get going, and break out of the box. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jess Overton, and you're listening to Out of the Box, the marketing podcast exploring out-of-the-box approaches to marketing and growth. Today, I'm joined by Tobias Berner, CGO and co-founder at Fastic, an intermittent fasting app and one of the fastest growing and most successful health and fitness apps in the world. Tobias, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here. So we're going to talk about a lot of different topics today, but first, I'd like to hear about you. How did you get into entrepreneurship and specifically, how did you get into the app world? Yeah, then uh, I will uh, dive in uh, my journey. Uh, it, uh, it all started over 10 years ago. And um, back in the days, I worked as an economic advisor for local government. So like uh, already uh, 2007 starts my journey here. And um, I I always enjoyed working with entrepreneurs and uh, giving them advice and helping them grow and uh, yeah and there was a time uh, where I like to where I decided to change the sides so basically to move from um, advisor and consultants uh, uh, to the entrepreneur side and uh, back in the days I had already an, an um, like an online community for parties so you, you maybe you you know that uh, like uh, the typical uh, party people with with the with, with a photo cam on on party making picture of you uploading this to your, to a local website and then next day you can have a look on it so mm-hmm. this was basically uh, my first project and my first connection um, with the internet uh, and digital scene and uh, yeah so, some some someday um, uh, when the the iPhone uh, was invented and the App Store uh, was more and more uh, uh, popular in, in Germany, um, I had the idea that uh, it might be a very nice idea uh, to have an additional features for our party community. Uh, and uh, my first idea was to have like a kind of a radar um, to see who is close close by on, on a party and especially who's single because uh, this was obviously a big problem for the party people uh, uh, to know who is who's free and who is not free. Uh, and yeah, this was basically the idea of, of the project to have an, 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 an party radar. And um, yeah, this was, uh, this was the first direction uh, of LaVou basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Our first uh, our first company, uh, our first dating app, uh, 2011. And uh, I talked to some friends of mine and uh, they are, they also um, uh, doing a very well uh, local business at the time. And si- similar to my party community, it was a, a local community like uh, Facebook, but for a, a local state. Uh, and yeah, um, all of them say this is a very nice idea. Uh, since then, all of uh, all of the co-founders are hooked and say, "Okay, this is a very nice direction. Uh, let, let let's go in this direction. Let's 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 uh, everything else on the side. Facebook will, by the way, destroy the whole the whole uh, local communities. And let's focusing hundred percent of this one one thing, uh, which is connecting people. So this was uh, the kickoff moment for me. And then since then, I'm I'm on fire uh, for for apps and products 
So I really want to get into, you know, you mentioned communities, you mentioned communities really starting to get started uh, in the early 2010s, somewhere in the 2011 area where uh, Snapchat was just coming into play. Instagram was about a year old at that stage. And if we look at communities now, they seem to be all over the place and they're they're in every category. They're, they're really pretty dominant. So in the 10-year span, there's been a huge evolution of community-based apps. Can you talk a little bit about that evolution and what it was like to watch it evolve? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, for us, and especially for Lavu, also for uh, Festic now, um, communities always key. Communities driving retention. Communities uh, are very, very strong uh, for building uh, out the brand. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it helps to connect people and to spread the message uh, very, uh, very fast. And um, if, if, if you look on the development um, of the community since 2011, and basically, uh, from my point of view, it's changed from uh, more this aesthetic one, like with more, more or less images, to like more or less 100% uh, video. So uh, if, if, if you look on the on the crazy growth of TikTok, for example, with the short video video thing with a very very strong algorithm, um, this is this is basically uh, so interesting to see how how strong communities can leverage growth. And uh, yeah, I'm um, I believe uh, if the community is healthy, monetization will follow always. And um, yeah. That's so talk to me. Talk to me a little bit about that monetization will follow idea. How how do how do you sort of transition from community into monetization? Um, yeah, um, that's 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 uh, that's has 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 more to do with also uh, bring in new customers very quickly and uh, use uh, use the existing customer base as a multiplier. So and understand this as a multiplier that people. Uh, the people on the platform are the rock stars, and that you that they can uh, help uh, to drive uh, the brand and increase at the same time the organic share, which then uh, leads to more loyal customers. And which, if you have an if you have a uh, very nice uh, user funnel in place, this this helps definitely uh, out with the monetization in that case. And at the same time, you can reduce your marketing efforts, uh, which then is uh, even better for like a a healthy, uh, healthy growth. So really you're, you're earning on the front end and on the back end because you can reduce your marketing costs as well as increase the, the revenues to the, uh, yeah, uh absolutely. to the organization. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've, I've thought a lot about, uh, uh, communities with respect to games. Uh, so I've got a lot of friends that are very active in, in gaming communities and, I guess I, I wasn't really aware of communities being very present in apps beyond the gaming sphere. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you're, you're an expert in that field, right? At Fastic, you are by no means in gaming. How does that look for you guys? I mean, for, for me, it's definitely uh, not the case that only gaming uh, apps or companies can have a, a very good community. Every good brand needs a community, from my p- point of view. And uh, the app community, uh, uh, as, I, as I told you, reduced the acquisition costs because you have more engagement. A community always drives engagement if you do it right. 
Um, and you, you, you can also then uh, very easy install like a, a referral program that, the, that your customers can invite uh, you, for example, uh, friends and family. And this also helps for the organic growth. And this is something what is not only interesting for game companies. I think every, everyone needs to have this kind of um, um, organic growth initiatives. And um, we saw always if the community is healthy, it's also in, uh, it leads to an increase in the customer lifetime value. So uh, because you have less uh, spends and at the same time you, you, you uh, acquired like for free loyal customers. Um, and um, yeah, but what you can learn from, from, game, uh, from game publishers um, is, and this is what I'm always uh, looking for, is like this kind of this gamification. So we understand the uh, communities in this way that the that we also try to in, uh, install kind of rewards, competitions, so like achievement systems, feedbacks, uh, all those kind of things. What you what what you know from uh, very successful games, it's uh, uh, like take out this uh, successful journey and bring it in 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 your context. So I think this is uh, this is something. Uh, what we always consider and what's, uh, what brings then also a value for, for example, for language learning apps. So I'm a good example here. It's for me Duolingo. So the, they combined both worlds very well. Can you explain that a little bit? What did they do specifically that, that makes you say that they do that very well? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I'm uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm heading to Spain uh, and I'm learning uh, Spanish with Duolingo. I'm also a customer of them. So and uh, I'm also a big product fan, by the way. So what 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 they are doing? Um, they uh, they of course connect me with friends and family uh, within the product. Uh, they inform me actively about the progress what my uh, contacts make. For example, 50 days streak. Uh, that means they learn uh, 50 days in a row, or uh, they uh, have a special achievement. Uh, so which is very kind of a gamification uh, model. And um, yeah, they also uh, came up with this idea of the of the streak mechanism uh, that you. It's very important uh, for for Duolingo customers that they that they have an active streak, which is also then leads to more hab a habit change for for your mind. Uh, like, can you see how how, how well uh, connected this is to for habits to gamification to uh, language learning and. Uh, yeah, anything else leads to a very, very uh, big growth uh, for Duolingo. And uh, I also remember uh, a talk from a um, leading employee at Duolingo that once they figure out that um, how they bring in the customers in a seven-day streak in a row, it was like a, the kickoff moment of the of the, the trendemous growth uh, in active user base. So that was... This this kind of uh, first days, uh, first seven days journeys, and then I guess it becomes significantly more important than to to sort of double down on that funnel, right? Because as, as soon as you understand what that point is where a user gets hooked, right? Yeah. You say it's seven day streak, and then and then he's going to be a Duolingo user for, for life, or for you know a longer time than average, perhaps. Then it's really figuring out how to optimize that funnel. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I would bet on it. If you look in data of Duolingo, they, uh, they, those kinds of customers, they uh, also happy to invite other, other friends to, to Duolingo um, as I did. Uh, and then uh, again, the community effect kicks in and yeah, um, everything starts again with, uh, with, with a new customer with the same, hopefully with the same journey uh, and with the same achievements. Can you talk a little bit more about how you view at Fastic the sort of product development cycle in that, in that framework? The idea that you want to get to a certain inflection point, you want to improve the, the user funnel so that the community is strengthened by each additional user that comes to the platform. What's your product approach within that framework? Uh, for Fastic, uh, we, uh, we work with the uh, pirate metric. It's also known as a, the R funnel. Uh, so it starts with the acquisition. Uh, then uh, we go into in the activation phase, uh, uh, then referral uh, and, and so on, revenue. Um, uh, you just Google it and you will find a very nice, um, very nice uh, framework for that. Uh, and we try to optimize every single uh, touch point and understand every single metric uh, which can be uh, optimized within this journey. And of course, um, after a very proper onboarding, uh, then, it's, uh, then it's for us time for uh, bring the customer in to the product and also uh, guide them through the first days with our um, gamification approach. So, uh, as I said, after the onboarding, the, the well-designed customer journey will start. Uh, and everything to that journey starts with the opt-in for push notification. So that, that's, that's very, very important. And this is, uh, I think this is, not a, this is not a hidden source. I mean, all of the uh, publishers know that push drives retention. And, uh, uh, and, and of course, this is one, one way uh, of informing uh, the customers about something is new, but I think it's the most important one. And um, yeah, and then we also focusing in the uh, we 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 start with the optimization with every single day uh, in a row. So start day zero, day one, day two, day three, and then uh, try to optimize uh, the journey for every customer, uh, very unique. So every customer uh, building their own um, use case, let's say, so that 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 it feels very very personalized, and uh, this is something what we uh, making sure that we have this year in twenty twenty our highest prioritization for that, uh, and we know if we can uh, make uh, make the journey as possible uh, as uh, um, as personalized as possible. This will lead to increase in retention, which will lead then to more profits, to more user growth, uh, to a and healthy. And that that growth loop just continues to drive itself again, again, exactly. Very cool. Do you have, or is there an impact then on on the way that you guys do user acquisition? Perhaps are your it, it would it would seem to me then the focus on community has a relatively big impact perhaps on what channels you're using or, or not using. Is that true? Um, you mean for acquisition, for user acquisition? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, we, we are live with campaigns on basically every 
channel which is scalable, which is international, and which brings us uh, good returns in uh, not only uh, on revenue, also on loyal customers. And uh, this is by nature, if you look on the on, on the big channels, it of course it is Facebook, it is Google, it's uh, it's TikTok, it's uh, but also Reddit could be uh, interesting if you if you figure out that's uh, that's a community. What also in our case is interested in uh, intermittent fasting, so then then of course we need to be there and we also uh, bring uh, our message to uh, our personas. They are active um, Reddit customer, for example. Yeah, Reddit was really the one that that, that sprung to mind for me at least because it certainly seems like a really great fit for for a community based app. Certainly, uh, uh, there's a great opportunity for crossover from Reddit. Uh, also, what I can add to the community approach, I mean, for some apps, uh, it's very tough to uh, have a community on their own app. So uh, what also, from my point of view, it's also possible and what's also a very strong focus was for Festic, in, especially in the beginning, uh, without any uh, big efforts on an in-app community was to have an active community on on, on third party uh, places like uh, to focusing on a community on a Facebook group, for example, or to focusing on a, on your own community on Instagram, so uh, or on Discord. Uh, everything is everything else is also possible. And uh, I think the important thing is to have a community. Uh, if it's not possible uh, on on the own project on the own app, then uh, it's definitely possible somewhere else. So. Do you think it's actually there's there's an ideal time to add a community onto an app? Is it from day one? Is it from the middle of the life? What what are your thoughts on that? I mean, at least for my uh, uh, bigger companies in in my career, it was always clear. I mean, for 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 Lavu was by nature the product was a community. Uh, uh, without without uh, without a community, uh, you you can't uh, have a date. But for Festic, for us was clear. Uh, that we have the we have an option that customers can share their experiences uh, and um, we 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 break it down very easy and we think it might be interesting. We starting with a Facebook group and at the same time, uh, like on the day zero, we have in just a chat. Uh, I mean, of course, just a chat is nothing for the future. And uh, I mean, if you have hundreds of thousands of customers. And you have a chat on the uh, uh, within your product. I mean, you could imagine how fast the uh, informations uh, go through. But in the beginning of Festic, it was so. Oh wow! Here is very uh, active uh, playground, and here are so many people. I mean, because everyone, for example, in German, could uh, enter a chat in in German in the German tab community, and um, this helps that people stay connected and uh, that they also can ask questions within the others. And uh, from my point of view, uh, it is never too late, but I would definitely put it in the beginning of every uh, of every new brand, product, whatever. So I, I, for me, it's clear. I always try to uh, uh, bring it uh, in the beginning of every new pro project. And do you think that really that's the that's the best playbook for, you know, for a, for a developer sitting at home right now listening to this thinking, you know what, maybe a community is a good idea for me. Is that the way that you would do it today? Go on Facebook, start a group, see what you can cultivate and then bring it into the app? Um, it's uh, 
at least if you start with uh, how could this look like uh, on, on on your end, it will lead to a, to more thoughts in the direction of um, gamification of the journey of the customers. Uh, I think it's every. I mean, community to me, uh, it's always connected to the gamification approach. People like it, and uh, I think people need this because otherwise, it could be getting boring. Um, and uh, of course, uh, for feedback especially, it's also very important. And uh, yeah, I definitely can recommend that to uh, if you start your project, think of what is what. Where are the customers? Uh, uh, in the beginning, uh, may maybe it's enough to have just a an active Twitter account and to bring the customers over there and to uh, and to be to be in contact. The important thing in the important thing to me is that the brands uh, or the in uh, or developers uh, have an active dialogue with the customers or the future customers. And this the best way to do so is uh, with a community. Absolutely. What do you think makes Fastix community so great? So I think, you know, you covered, you covered what somebody could do if they're at the start of their journey. For those who already have communities, you guys have a thriving community and you've, and you've developed a product that really enables users to engage well with each other within the product. What do you think are the best practices or the, the real tips to make your community a, a winner? As I, as I said, uh, definitely um, establish the community within the first MVP. So, uh, so we 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 know that uh, to have a community, it could be a very big effort when it comes to development, and we we try to make it as lean as possible uh, and as simple as possible for the customers uh, in the first place, and uh, and also to go live with something with some with some uh, points where the people can connect. And also in the beginning, uh, we try to also moderate this a little bit. Uh, and uh, I think this is also a key that not that you, I mean, uh, I, I saw this already uh, over the years. If it's without moderation, uh, it can go very quickly in the wrong direction. So that me then that means uh, spam, scam and uh, fraud and all these kind of things uh, will kick in. Uh, and then you have a very serious problem. So uh, I think we understood. I mean, we have already we had already the experience of uh, having an active community, uh, but we also know that so important is to have like a kind of a moderation, even if it's a Facebook group with like uh, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 uh, people inside. You need uh, moderation for that, uh, and it's very easy to get them. So uh, we also ask our uh, our heroes, our our uh, customers, our lovely customers who wants to be a moderator. So uh, and who wants help other uh, customers uh, with their questions and to moderate a little bit? So this was definitely uh, one thing what we what we choose. And also um, we came up with this little chat idea in the beginning uh, to to giving the feeling uh, that oh here's a very active community and also from time to time we go very actively in the chat say we send everyone a push now the coach is there asking your questions that we always force customers to stay connected, to send out, uh, send, send in your question, to open the chat, talking to others. So yeah, uh, I think a very big, big thing is the moderation and, uh, and um, 
and of course have an understanding uh, how how to define a customer journey when it comes to communities. I'm interested in where that responsibility lies within your team because it's it's sort of CRM, but it's not really CRM. And it's sort of moderation, but it's not really moderation because I, I really like that idea of, you know, the coaches in the chat, get in here, enjoy, and really sort of fueling the fire of community. How yeah. do you fit that into your team? Uh, I mean, for larger community, then it's definitely, uh, for, for larger um, uh, company, it's clear you need, you, there is one one unit responsible for it or one team responsible for it. In the beginning of Festic, uh, you know, you have this, if you have this feeling of a very, small startup everyone is responsible for and also the founders love to be in, involved uh, in things like that and then they being the coach in the chat and then they also answer the questions and this is i think very very important that that's nothing for just a working student uh, it is important that everyone uh, cares about the feedback of the customers and uh, i think then everyone understand also the problems of the customers. And uh, yeah, this was for us top level for the management, for the founders. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and yeah, over time, of course, then it's getting more, uh, more in a, in a structured process. Then you have like, for example, someone in the marketing team is responsible for moderating the Facebook groups and uh, someone, someone else from the product team is responsible for, uh, the moderation and the in-app product. So, but in the beginning, it's definitely a thing. Uh, what we was was top of mind uh, uh, for all of the founders. I'm interested also to hear how much of your product sort of vision was also influenced by the fact that the founders were hands-on in the community. The whole product uh, it's influenced by them. Uh, so because uh, it's their this is our 100% passion. Uh, um, and also, I'm I'm a very very big fan of uh, intermittent fasting since we launched the product, um, and since my co-founders uh, introduced this to me and uh, giving me all the uh, uh, recommendations and all the insights about this healthy lifestyle. And uh, I, I think uh, I think then if you combine uh, the like product love uh, with this health insights. And with this nutrition uh, experts, uh, then then you have like the chance to have a very very uh, fast and good impact on uh, people's well being on a daily basis. Uh, and yeah, people will love that. And I never seen um, such a strong um, customer feedback uh, like at Festic now and very very high um, uh, feedback and good good ratings in the app stores. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think this this has something to do because it works for for people, and uh, they can also feel the the love of the founders uh, within the whole journey of Festic. Very cool, very very cool. Well, I think uh, Toby, we've we've gotten a huge amount of insight from you on on how to build communities, on how to build products around communities. I'd like to I'd like to end with the question that I ask all of my guests. And that's what is the most out of the box or creative marketing that you've seen recently or have been a part of? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, uh, I, I saw so many different uh, big campaigns and um, very special uh, advertisings over the years. But now what, uh, what I'm very 
dive into and uh, which caught my uh, attention it's the 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 whole marketing of the nft and crypto space to be honest um and this is not uh, to me it's not out of the box but it uh, the funny thing is reminds me uh like this whole web web uh 3.0 thing reminds me a lot on the um first days of the app store so uh i think this is interesting to see um how also communities over there on Discord, et cetera, uh, driving the growth for like NFT sales and uh, how how this whole thing works now. And this is this is nothing new, but it's it's different from 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 the let's say from a developing world uh, in the app ecosystem. Uh, and th this is for me uh, old and new at the same time, and it's uh, very interesting to follow this development. Often the combination of old and new is, uh, is, is where some of the most interesting things lie. Uh, that's very cool, Toby. Thank you very, very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've learned a lot. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Uh,